So hello and welcome to Armstrong Watson's podcast. Um, I'm Carol Wallace, your podcast host today. I'm joined by the Head of Tax, Jim Meakin, and Private Client Partner, Graham Pauls. In today's podcast, we're going to be discussing the two main party manifesto tax policies and the impact these will have on businesses and private individuals after the election. So Jim, as someone who advises businesses and entrepreneurs, what do you see as the main things that you... uh, that we can expect to see from two of the main parties in this area? Yeah, well, I think the first thing that's worth noting is that the plans of the two main parties, so we're focusing upon those because obviously they are the ones most likely one of them to hold power, uh, their plans are really very diametric, diametrically different. But of course, we also face a lot of uncertainty about whether we're going to have one party have a, an overall majority or whether we're going to have a home parliament. And that will have a big bearing upon the ability of either party to actually bring about or to execute what they've said they would plan to do. So it's worth bearing that in mind. But let's have a look at the plans of the two main parties in relation to how they would affect businesses. And I think the place to start is with corporation tax rates. Um, The government announced, even prior to the election campaign beginning, their intention not to proceed with the intended reduction that was previously announced in the corporation tax rate from 19% to 17%. So the rate's going to stay at 19% and the government have said that they do not intend to increase that rate or indeed to reduce it after the election. Uh, Labour, however, have said that if they get into power, they will first of all increase the rate to 21% for smaller companies. So all companies will face an increase in the corporation tax rate But Labour have said that they would also increase the rates to 26% for larger companies over a period of time which is not specified. So first of all, companies under a Labour government will certainly face potentially higher rates and potentially quite significantly higher rates of corporation tax. The Conservatives have specifically announced that they would look at the business rates system, especially for our very hard-pressed high street retailers, And I'm sure that will be very welcome news. But the Conservatives have also said that that would be done at no cost overall to the rating system. So it's difficult to see really how that will be brought about to uh, help uh, one part, albeit a much needed, uh, a party that needs much help. uh, Difficult to see how that can be done at no no cost to the overall rating system. But it's certainly welcome that there's uh, consideration being given to how our smaller, uh, hard-pressed high street retailers can be helped in very difficult circumstances at the present time. I suppose in that respect, they're probably looking at um, moving some of that weight burden over to uh, the likes of your much larger corporates like Amazon and and people like that. They've got much larger warehousing, which is often on the outskirts of cities and probably has a low weightable value per square metre, I guess. Indeed, yes. Um, Other aspects of the two main parties' plans in relation to businesses are that uh, both parties, both the main parties, would certainly bring changes to capital gains tax. Labour have said that they would look to align the rates that are applicable to capital gains to the rates that are applicable to income, the tax rates applicable to income. And that would certainly potentially mean a significant increase in capital gains tax for business people and for investors. Even the Conservatives, as perhaps the party who must be regarded as uh, uh, the friends of the entrepreneur have said that they would review Entrepreneur's Reef. Entrepreneur's Reef is a very important tax relief that's available to uh, people who sell their business. And it's increasingly being considered that this has become a very generous relief. 
and uh, the Conservatives have said that they would certainly review the relief and look to make it more targeted. So that certainly uh, suggests that even the Conservatives would restrict the availability of this very important tax relief for investors. And Labour have strongly in indicated that they would actually abolish that relief altogether. I mean, I'm guessing, you and I haven't been in tax for a while, we've seen this kind of thing happen a number of times before, and generally what happens is another relief comes in that, that stands in its shoes. But as you say, Jim, it's quite, a, it's quite a generous relief, entrepreneur's relief. So you can imagine this being much more targeted, I guess. And if you're an entrepreneur, that's more uncertainty, especially if you're looking to exit your business in the next sort of medium term, probably a five-year yeah, thought. that's right, Graham. I, th I think it's clear that Entrepreneur's Reef was due for a review because these things tend to last for well, maybe five or six years. It's been around certainly yeah. for that length of time, if not longer. So it's not <coughs> not surprising that it's that it's up for review. But uh, we're likely to see something that is probably more restrictive and more targeted to the situations that the government particularly want to uh, incentivise businesses to do. The Conservatives have also said that they would introduce a triple lock into the tax system. So what that means is a guarantee that the main tax rates of income tax, national insurance and VAT will not increase under the lifetime of the next government. Now that's not new, that's something that was done when David Cameron was Prime Minister and George Osborne was Chancellor. And it's welcomed now as indeed it was welcomed then, but I think many will recall that it that also tied the government up in some knots at the time because they found that they needed to increase tax revenues and had to find a way to do so without changing the headline tax rates. So is this indicative that we might see more stealth taxes, which were certainly increased, introduced by the uh, Cameron Osborne government in the form of an increased tax rate on dividends to work around the triple, triple lock? Yeah, well, one of the things you've mentioned there with national insurance, which is, is interesting to say, they're certainly not going to increase it. What I think they're trying to do in the Conservative manifesto, certainly, is they've suggested that they will bring that uh, NI free rate up to £12,500 over a period of time, starting with an initial increase up to, I think, £9,500. So I think it's very modest. I think um, I saw it reported somewhere it's about £2 a week. So it's not a, it's not a huge increase, but I suppose at least it's a start in the, in the correct um, direction for the yeah. Conservatives. But, but that would be very welcome because national insurance contributions are a tax by any other name. Yeah. Uh, we have two systems of the national insurance and the tax systems which sit alongside each other with different rates, but the money goes into the same pot. There's no longer a, a national insurance fund that hasn't been for many years. And it would be a welcome simplification for businesses if the two taxes could effectively be aligned, even if we have two separate headline taxes, but having the same thresholds. And so aligning the systems would be a great help to businesses in terms of simplifying our tax system which all governments have talked about, and yeah. very few of them have ever really managed to do. I think they talked about it a few years ago and gave up on it because it seemed too complicated to align national insurance and income tax, I think you remember. But anyway. So I think they're probably the main things uh, at a headline level that would affect businesses from the two main parties. It's interesting just looking at quickly at some of the others as well. Uh, the Liberal Democrats have certainly indicated that they would look to align the treatment of capital gains and income for tax purposes more closely. They've not been that specific about what that means, but that could imply that the Liberal Democrats, if they got into power as uh, the <coughs> governing party, uh, would effectively increase the tax rate on capital gains. Um, and just thinking about north of the border, although the current election, of course, is for the Westminster Parliament, not the Scottish Parliament, 
Um, the Scottish Nationalist Party has made it clear that they stand for generally an increase in tax rates affecting middle and higher earnings, uh, rather similar to the changes that Labour would introduce, which Graham will no doubt talk about in a minute. That's great, thank you. So over to you, Graham. Um, if we can just look at um, private um, individuals and smaller businesses and possibly even the retired um, people, what are the potential implications for them, depending on which of the parties gains control? Uh, yeah, thanks for that. Um, the, it's interesting because, as Jim said, the Conservatives have uh, built this triple lock-in and it's almost the same would continue that's happening now from the tax point of view would continue into the future other than the change to national insurance and and hopefully this aligning of the personal allowance with the national insurance allowance with the personal allowance from the labor point of view they've been um, i suppose more bold they've talked about uh, increasing the taxes on anyone earning more than eighty thousand. Um, anyone with a with a, anything other than short term memory will remember that uh, Boris was suggesting he would put the forty uh, percent rate up to eighty thousand pounds, but uh, that doesn't appear in the manifesto. So I'm guessing that that won't be happening. Labour have said that anyone earning above eighty thousand will pay more tax, but those earning uh, below eighty thousand won't pay any more tax. Although that doesn't seem to take into account the the loss of the married couples allowance or the fact that um, there are sort of certain changes likely to come across for, for dividends as well. And if you take that married couple's allowance, that's a transferable element of it. So if you've got uh, an individual who's um, a non-taxpayer and someone that's earning below 50,000 currently, they can transfer that allowance between them. So it's uh, 10%, you can transfer, it's 1,250 pounds. So at 20%, that's 250 pounds over the course of a year. Labour are saying they would scrap that, so that would be an actual uh, increase in tax for, for those individuals. Um, I think the other interesting one is capital gains tax rates and, and how Labour have talked about they will uh, increase the capital gains tax rates to mirror those of income tax. And you and I, Jim, can probably remember it wasn't that long ago since that was the case and you paid capital gains tax at your marginal rates of tax. Um, at the moment, that would be at 45%, but I think there's been a suggestion that that might go up to a top rate of 50% at some point. So that would put an awful lot of uh, extra tax in the system for capital gains. It's not a big tax. It's probably about five or six billion, I seem to remember, but uh, it would certainly increase the take. Um, the Tories reduced the rate, I seem to remember, because they felt that at the rate of around 28%, um, they felt that people didn't bother to sort of plan around it. They would just pay the tax. I suppose if it goes back up to marginal rates again, um, 45, 50%, um, I suppose that could lead to more people looking at the, uh, the difference between income and capital. And again, for private landlords, if you've got a property, um, you're already paying at 28%. We're now talking about adding probably another 17% onto that. So uh, an interesting one be interesting to see how the Chancellor, whoever that ends up being, deals with that early in the new year. Inheritance tax was the other thing. Um, it's Again, under the Conservatives, it, it looks like it's going to stay the same. They haven't said anything to the contrary, so it will probably remain with a nil weight band of 325,000 uh, and a residence nil weight band of 175,000 pounds for next April. And above that, you pay 40%. So a married couple have this uh, million pounds of assets that they can hold. Labour have talked about um, bringing in a lifetime gift allowance of 250,000. 
Um, and uh, that would be what an individual is allowed to gift away over their period of their lives. So you would no longer have this seven year clock that's running. Once you've gone above that £125,000, you then suffer tax at income tax rates. And if those go up, I suppose you're going to see less gifting uh, of assets down through the generations. Um, don't know how that will work for parents trying to help out children to get properties, but it clearly make it more difficult. Um, and it will up the, the take of in, inheritance tax because you already reached record highs. Great, yeah, thank you. Um, so just briefly, Jim, just bringing it back just to conclude, um, is there anything in particular that our clients should be thinking of doing um, just ahead of the election? Well, of course, we're so very close to the election now. And uh, one of the things we don't know is necessarily how quickly the parties will look to bring these changes in. We would be due to have a budget, uh, in any case, at the time. In fact, the previous budget was um, was deferred because of the election. So it partly depends how quickly these changes are likely to come into force. But I think certainly people who are looking to extract funds from the businesses, or perhaps who are looking to sell the businesses, as far as they have control over it, it certainly would seem to make sense to think about doing something that you were intending to do anyway, but bringing it forward and doing it as soon as possible, and certainly before the end of the current tax year when we might see significant changes. I think an interesting thing as well is that both parties have promised to uh, spend a lot of money on the infrastructure and upon uh, the NHS or the police service, uh, which are all good things to do, but the um, extent of the tax increases that they are, uh, if you like, admitting to intending to bring in don't kind of stack up or don't add up to the uh, spending that they seem to be saying both parties intending to uh, carry out. Now, it might be that it's intended to fund that partly by uh, increased borrowing, but overall you can't help but feel that there are ha- going to have to be uh, more significant tax increases than are necessarily being admitted to by either of the main parties in their election pledges. I think it's, it's good to bear that in mind as well, that if the parties are going to fulfil the things that they've said they're going to do, then they're going to have to be perhaps more significant tax rises than we've seen admitted to. So we'll be interested to see how that works out in practice. Okay, great. Uh, thanks for your, both of your time today and explaining those. Um, and thanks for listening to the Armstrong Watson podcast. If you'd like more information or advice on any of the topics or the topic that we've discussed today, um, please visit our website at www.armstrongwatson.co.uk or give us a call on 0808 144 5575.